Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Wait a minute. Me jumper. Me jumper. You hear that tune, you automatically think of Cork, Sultans of Ping, and our next guest is a proud Cork man. He's one of Munster Rugby's most loved sons. In fact, he's the province's all-time leading tri-scorer. Simon Zebo is one of the 15 Munster players lining out to take on South Africa in what will be a historic night in Cork's Porky Creeve. He will be a part of history tonight when he lines out for Munster against South Africa. And uh, Simon is on the line now. We're getting very excited here about the game tonight, Simon. How are you feeling? Ah, brilliant. Same here, buzzing for it. Yeah, should be a good one. Does the occasion mean anything to you? Is it, you know, is this something you just be focusing on the game or the fact that it's in Porky Kiev and it's, you know, it's a first, it's sold out? Will all that play into the occasion? Huge, yeah, yeah. It's incredibly special for me as well. It's going to be, um, it's going to be extra, extra special. Yeah, considering like I played there quite a lot when I was a kid. I used to play my uh, with the school. I used to play Skeena Skull there. I played some championship games there and hurling in Gaelic football. Um, all my like school sports and city sports were down there. So uh, I've I've been playing in Parky Cueve since I was a child growing all the way up so to go back there now with Munster and, and play the first professional rugby game is going to be incredibly special and it just shows you the fact that it's sold out and sold out so quickly like there's such mm. a hunger in Cork for these big occasion games that maybe you know because of Toman Park they don't get to have very often absolutely yeah uh, Cork is um, yeah, it's the sporting capital of the country. I call it to the boys up in Limerick. Anyway, <laughs> there's some amount, there's some amount of uh, fans who are just dying to see you know Munster play all the time. It's whether it's Musgrave Park or what have you. But the fact that this game sold out after two days just goes to show how much of an appetite there is for rugby and obviously their hurling and the football, everything, everything here in Cork, yeah, so it's going to make for a cracking atmosphere, I know the Cork fans will turn up in their droves and it'll be a great, great event I'm buzzing for it, everyone in the squad is buzzing for it though, not just the Cork lads, everybody um, everybody all together, so it's going to be great, yeah Yeah, it seems that way, and how's the body feeling? Good, good. I got. I, I'm after getting back. You know, I, I had an injury there. I played one game at the start of the season and and picked up a little calf tear. So I was out for about five or six weeks. But I was able to get a run against Ulster for about twenty minutes and uh, it felt good. Yeah, no hiccups there now. So hopefully, you know, get a get some more minutes now under my belt and start to kick on the season. And how are you feeling being back at home now? Obviously, you spent three years over at Racing, and I remember mm. bumping into you very briefly outside the Paris La Défense Stadium, mm. um, where Racing play their rugby. And you seem very happy and content over there. Um, was it a, mm. looking back now? How do you view the whole experience? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Some of the best years of my career, for sure. It was just, um, it was just everything that I thought it was going to be and more. You know, like we had such a great group of lads over there at the time um, you know getting to play in that arena was incredibly special the top 14 I, you know my father is being French and I have a huge French family um, so I've always wanted to play in France and while we were over there in Paris I had some cousins and aunties and uncles who were living not too far from me so 
and my kids now speak French, um, and it was just it was just an amazing experience getting to getting to play in that league and and gain some new friends for life. I suppose it, it was absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, and it's really just uh, it gives you kind of context of who you are, isn't it? To tap into you know that background that you have in France mm. and, and all the connections you have there it gives you a, a kind of a better sense of yourself, doesn't it? When you can when you can tap into all of that. Big time, yeah. You you get to learn more about yourself as well, and even from the get go, you just you know uh, deciding to move, you know, leaving everything that I had here at the time, and um, you know going out of your comfort zone. I was, you see a lot, you find out a lot about yourself, and um, no, I was really really happy we we did it, and it was at the right time. My kids were at a great age as well, so every every box was ticked in terms of. You know, should I go or should I stay? So in the end, it was, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah, and congratulations. Speaking of big decisions, you got married over the summer. I did, I did, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, in case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, I did, yeah. Um, no, it was great, because we, we, I proposed initially over in Paris a couple of years ago, but with COVID and everything, it was hard to put a date in it. So we had a lovely family ceremony down in Kerry down the kingdom and um, we were able to celebrate it with our nearest and dearest so it went really well yeah, yeah. it went really well and uh, did I hear there was a fair amount of rapping at the wedding and who if so who was doing it there was potentially a bit too much rapping and I was doing 90% of the rapping <laughs> uh, <laughs> who's your who's your go-to rapper what's, what's your party piece there's there's loads. Notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls is my favourite rapper, so I usually do tend to open up with a bit of him. Then it goes to, <laughs> I don't know, it goes from anywhere from like Wu-Tang Clan to Drake to, <laughs> I, yeah, I do tend to get lost. Depends how many double shots of whiskey I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair play. That sounds like brilliant crack. Um, for, so preparation this week then and for the game, how's it been? Is it uh, is it different to any other week or do you approach it like any other game? No, it's definitely different. There's definitely a bit of a, a bigger buzz around the um, around this game, you know, with the match analysis. It's strange, you know, we're all sitting in a, a video room analysing an international team, you know, so <laughs> boys are kind of, you know, I, I, it's starting to hit home how big the occasion is. So it's very exciting, all the, all the young lads, you know, getting an opportunity to, you know, play against the world champions I suppose it doesn't come around often and a lot of players might never get to experience that so it's really hit home with all the boys coming in now on the Monday morning first thing everybody was bouncing yeah like I've never seen so many fellas excited to do video analysis like you know or so many <laughs> fellas on the pitch after training doing extras like it's <laughs> you never see it so uh, you can definitely tell it's going to be an absolutely massive occasion so I know uh, and look it's, it's been a pretty slow start for Munster this season um, you know we're all still very much behind Munster but I know it's it hasn't possibly been the dream start to the season. Do you think this occasion could maybe uh, lift lift the team and lift the performances a bit? Yeah, fingers crossed, you know, yeah. Um, like, we haven't been a million miles away and obviously the last couple of years we're playing a completely different style of rugby, so you yeah. know, to go from one extreme to the other, it, it, there will be, I know it's a cliche, but there will be a bit of teasing problems. Or you, you know, it's not going to be all roses from the get-go, but you know, you'd rather have these kind of issues and problems now as opposed to the business end of the season so if we're going to um, no doubt we are going to get better and the results haven't gone our way as of now but um, 
a game like this against the world champions, you know, in a sold-out party, Cleve could could definitely, uh, hopefully, things will start to stick anyway, and I, I've no doubt it will. It's just a matter of when. So, we're we're definitely building. You can tell in in all the training sessions we're doing, we're getting there. It's just um, there's going to be one game, and I'm no doubt it'll waterfall, and the momentum will come back in our favour then after. So fingers crossed. Now as we get to tear into these lads and uh, <laughs> uh, get the season going. Yeah, absolutely. We can't wait. It's going to be brilliant. Great to see you back out on the pitch again. Uh, we'll all be cheering for you. Uh, do you want to wrap up the interview uh, with a rap? <laughs> I didn't include my fee in this at all. No, like, <laughs> you're getting a free wrap on fees won't happen. But <laughs> next time I'm on the show, if uh, we'll have a chat. Right, <laughs> right. I bring the double whiskey. So, all right, Simon Zebo, a pleasure to chat to you as always, and uh, give him hell, give the South Africans hell. Great to talk to you. Legend. Thanks so much, brother. We'll chat to you soon. See you, Simon. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9 a.m. Today FM.